It's past 11, it is. If you're a sports fan, do spare a few minutes to join us on Facebook Live because he's got a cracker for you today as we say hi to our man, Danny Hicks. How's it going? Good morning, all right. You can see over my shoulder if you're on Facebook Live, the uh, practice has started for the Australian Grand Prix. Just, Back for the first yes. time in three years, just started. Um, we'll come on to that in a little while because it's a, it's a bumper weekend of sport. And to think, in a normal year, we'd, have been, we'd be at the sevens as well. Now, I mean, it would be sevens weekend. I mean, we, we, our cup would runneth over quite a bit, but instead, we've got football, uh, Premier League potential title decider this weekend. There's a few other games of significance, but really, you know, all eyes are going to be on uh, Man City v Liverpool on Sunday. That's yeah. uh, an 11 30 pm kickoff. If you want to follow that, I mean, um, first of two Titanic clashes between the the runaway pair at the top of the Premier League, Manchester City top on 73 points, Liverpool second on 72 at the moment. They'll meet again next weekend in an FA Cup semi-final. So it's a pivotal seven days for those two clubs and uh, so much at stake as we enter the last eight or so games in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, it, it's being billed as a potential title decider, but there will be seven or eight games to go after this. And, uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, is not having it that, you know, the whole season is resting on this game. If you win against City, obviously, it's already difficult enough. I think nobody would think, OK, that's it. <laughs> Decided. Um, because quality of the opponent. If you play now against the best team in the world, um, that's how it is. But um, we will give it a try anyway. Um, and we know well, we know it already. It's, since since um, late December, it was clear if you want to uh, achieve something we better win all our games. And yes, everybody knows about the importance of the next game. Yeah, and both come off great wins in, in midweek in the Champions League quarterfinals. Um, so going great guns. And, um, you know, Pep Guardiola saying, you know, that both both are chasing multiple uh, cup and, and league wins, aren't they? Liverpool could do a quadruple having won the League Cup. I mean, it, it's mm. not beyond the realms of possibility that they could do something that ne no one's ever done before, win win the league, win the Champions League, win the FA sure. Cup and the League Cup. I mean, and and City still competing on three fronts. I mean, it's quite incredible. But uh, Yeah, Rick says, certainly hope United can avoid the Euro Conference. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that, 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 Eric Ten Hag might feel at home there, their, their <laughs> new manager that we're supposed to be. But uh, back to Liverpool, Man yeah, uh, yeah. Manchester City, which is the really the only game in town this weekend. Um, and you know they've it's pressure game after pressure game at the moment, isn't it? And uh, Pep Guardiola says it's simple for his side; they've just got to handle that pressure. Eight games left, twenty-four. <laughs> we know, we spoke about that, so we have to feel the pressure that uh, every game we're going to play, with you lose, we are not going to win. Hopefully Liverpool is going to lose against us, but a part of that, I don't think, is going to drop points. So. And it's the same situation, so feel this pressure. You have to come live, you have to handle it. We did it in the past, when you should win 40 games in a row, we have to win 8 games, otherwise we will not be champions. We mentioned Manchester United there. They're away to Everton tomorrow. Everton, having lost to Burnley in midweek, one of their relegation rivals, I mean, really are dropping like a stone. They're one point above the relegation zone now, Everton. Mm -hmm. Frank Lampard has not given them the bounce they wanted. They're at home to Manchester United. Manchester United trying to hang on somehow to get in the European places, seventh 
at the moment. I mean, obviously Tottenham and, and Arsenal have, have been in great form recently. Manchester United stuttering away. I mean, you know, who knows? That's the lunchtime kickoff tomorrow anyway, 7.30. A couple of other games of significance really tomorrow. Arsenal v Brighton. Arsenal having uh, been thumped by Brentford last week, surprisingly. And then, um, you know, Aston Villa, Tottenham in the evening game tomorrow, which, uh, you know, those two vie fourth point, uh, fourth place, the, uh, the two North London clubs, and they still got to play each other, uh, before the end of the season in a game that was rearranged, uh, cancelled because of COVID. But really only one game in town, as I say, Liverpool uh, at Man City, 11.30 p.m. Sunday night. Mark your card for that. But, uh, we'll, we'll all be up late or I'll be up late anyway, Sunday yeah. night, because it'll be the final round of the Masters. We've had the first round overnight and really, you talk about only one story in football. There's only been one story in golf. It's Tiger Mania, the return of Tiger Woods to competitive golf. He had his first round of golf in 508 days. He nearly lost his life 14 months ago in a car accident. Yeah. His right leg was shattered. He's had rods put inserted in his tibia. He's got pins and clips. and <laughs> He's got a scaffolding holding his right ankle together. Uh, many people thought, himself included Tiger Woods thought he might not walk again, let alone swing a golf club. He comes out of the Masters last night. He absolutely electrified the Augusta <laughs> crowd. He shot a one under par 71 and lies tied 10th after first round. I mean, is there anything more we can say about this guy other than unbelievable and really completely under the radar. We've got an Asian leader of the Masters. Imsung Jay of Korea is leaving on five under par after 67. Probably had virtually no one watching him going around because everyone was on Tiger. Um, first time he's led a major, the, the Korean, who's won the players before, you know, yeah. and, uh, he's won a couple of good tournaments. And, and we had an Asian winner of the Masters last year, of course, Hideki Matsuyama. But really, you know... 500 days since his last round, um, completely unbelievable. And Tiger talked about the difficulties he's had after the round. I can I can swing a golf club. It's the the walking is not 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 easy and it's it's difficult. And as I said, with all the hardware in my leg, it's 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 going to be difficult. You know, for the rest of my life, it's just the way it is. But uh, I'm able to do it, and that's something I'm very lucky to have this opportunity to be able to play and. Not only that, to play in the Masters and to have this type of reception. I mean, the, the, the place was electric. You know, I, I hadn't played like this since 19 when I won. Because uh, in 20, we had, we had COVID and we had no one here. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? I mean, as I said, his, his leg was completely shattered in that car crash. Um, he was unconscious. He, he, he basically was in a hospital bed for... For three months, and uh, he also talked about just what it has taken to get him back to this point. People have no idea how hard, how hard it's been. Uh, my team does. Um, they've worked with me every single day. Um, I've said this before. We've never taken a day off since I got out of the bed um, after those three months. So, uh, granted, some days are easier than others. You know, some days we, we push it pretty hard, and other days we don't. Um, but always doing something. A lot, lots of treatments, lots of ice, lots of ice baths, and uh, just you know, basically f freezing myself to death, and um, you know, that's just part of the deal. Tiger, yeah. I mean, an amazing success story. The one thing you need to remind people about, I think, is there was a lot of stuff about perhaps his attitude, his winning streak, the whole bit going back. So this has been mm. some kind of epiphany, hasn't it? And Rick quite rightly says making the cut would be some achievement. 
Yeah, uh, just just competing, just being out there and playing around the golf. I mean, people who don't know Augusta have only seen it on the TV, you don't realise quite how hilly that course is. The 18th, which looks flat on TV, is mm. a massive uphill climb just mm. to get to the green. Hold on a second. It's Sports and All with Danny Hicks. So we're talking about Tiger Mania right now. We've got the Aussie GP on the way. Do join us on Facebook Live. I know we've got some massive sport fans listening today. Just love to hear what you have to say about any of it, basically. Morning, Brew. Yeah, I mean, Tiger is just incredible. I, mean, I saw him, let's not forget, he won the Masters in 2019, having come back from multiple surgeries on back injuries. He's got fused discs in his back. He's got he's had all sorts of surgeries before. He's now 46 years old. Won the Masters in 2019, 14 years after he'd previously won it, won it for the fifth time. Yeah. Um, and then went on, and I was privileged to be in Japan uh, later that year, the Zozo Championship, the first PGA Tour event in Japan, where he ca- he hadn't played for three months and had had further surgery on the, on his left knee. Mm. It was his first tournament back, the Zozo Championship. He won that, beat Hideki Matsuyama. It was his 82nd uh, career professional victory on the PGA Tour, which equaled the all-time record set by Sam Snead. I mean... And if he were to win, if he were to come back and win, or even, you know, just as as Rick said, you know, just make the cut is is incredible enough. But <laughs> he doesn't see it that way. He If he's teeing it up, he thinks he can win. And the way he played yesterday, well, why not? You know, say Sung JM five under par, then you've got Cameron Smith at four under par, the Australian, who's a great pub quiz question. Who's the only man ever to shoot four rounds in the 60s in the Masters? It was Cameron Smith three years ago, and he didn't win. Um, but uh, he lost to DJ, uh, to Dustin Johnson, two years ago, rather. Um, talking to Dustin Johnson, he's right there, former champion, three under par, as, in, as is Danny Willett, three under par. Joachim Neiman, the young Chilean, who I really like as a golfer and as a person, met him at the Olympics, fantastic. Scotty Scheffler, the new world number one. As ever a world number one, you know, had so few people watching him. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler had that yesterday because everyone was watching Tiger Woods. Of course they were. So and he's in a nine-way tie for uh, for tenth place at the moment, Tiger Woods. So, I mean, anything can happen. I'm going to be glued to it tonight. One forty-one a.m. If you want to set your alarms or stay up late to watch Tiger uh, at the Masters uh, in his second round, that's when it starts. So uh, I think I'll probably just get up early about five o'clock, catch the last couple of hours of that because it'll be fascinating to watch. But as you can probably see behind me on Facebook Live, it is the Australian Grand Prix, the return of the Australian Grand Prix as well this weekend. Um, tremendous to see it back at uh, Albert Park, just over looking over my shoulder, shoulder at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen, uh, fastest in the early session, uh, practice session at the moment. Um, I mean, it's a new look, Albert Park. We haven't had racing there for three years. 2020, they turned up and... Friday morning about this time, yeah, um, the whole thing was called off because of COVID cases in the McLaren team and they all trotted off and, uh, you know, the world started shutting down because of the pandemic. NBA yeah. had just shut down a couple of days before. Golf shut down. Everything shut down. Remember that? It was all shut down, but we're back to normal now. We are we? indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, we've had our on-the-spot. We've always had our on-the-spot Aussie Grand Prix correspondent, a massive fan, Aussie Dave, we call him. He's just he's there at the moment. He says, morning, yeah. had to find a quiet spot, standing in the Erebus pit. And uh, you, he's been sending you all sorts of pictures. Now, this is a guy who likes his F1. 
and especially yeah, his does. Aussie F1. So good on you, Dave, and thank you for all of the pictures yeah. and stuff. Thanks for keeping us posted. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've actually got photographers and reporters at the track for AFP, so I've seen plenty of pictures of it as <laughs> well. But thanks for keeping me posted, Dave. It's been fantastic. Um, so, uh, yeah, there we are. We go into this race with a, a new look, Albert Park. I mean, yeah. it's going to be faster. It's going to be about five seconds a lap quicker. Been multiple track changes. Turn one has been widened on the apex. Um, just to, this is all to help with overtaking. Turn three has been widened. And turn six is probably the biggest change. I mean, they used to have to slow down. It was almost like a kink in the track. That's been flattened out now. They're going to be taking that in excess of 200 kilometers an hour. Before it was like 140 kilometers an hour. They had to break down to barely lift, lifting off this time. What do the drivers and management guys say about this particular track in the pub? I've heard people slag off some of the most famous racing tracks in the world. What about this one? Well, it's always been a difficult track to overtake on. And the, the idea now with four DRS zones, uh, on the track, uh, Basically, a chicane taken out on the back straight, which is making it a very long, or a very long pull to the new turns nine and ten. Yeah, it's going to be fast, and it's going to there should be more overtaking opportunities. And with these new cars this season, we've seen that they can overtake and follow better. So it should make for better racing. Um, but talking about this new, this new turn six, which I'm I'm fascinated to see during a race. So one thing in practice, but when you see cars going into it you know, nose to tail at racing speed sure. is going to be quite something on Sunday. And Esteban Ocon, the Alpine driver's uh, been talking about it, and he thinks it's going to be a huge challenge that turn. Um, very fast uh, turn six, uh, which was a very tricky corner before. You know, you have the sun kind of, um, you know, in the dark, in the shadow, um, and you didn't know where to turn in before. But now we're arriving with, uh, with six gear. Um, and we're going to go through there in six gear, so it's going to be insane, probably one of the, the biggest challenges of the year uh, as a corner. Yeah, so it's basically, you've got the track changes in a nutshell. You've got five corners that have been modified, uh, mostly involving, you know, sort of flattening out the apex or widening them to allow sure. more lines into the corner for braking, overtaking. You've had two that have been completely removed, which is the old chicane, which was the old turns nine and ten. Uh, the, the turns nine and ten now are uh, what used to be turns 10 and 11. Yep. We've got Stuart on the track behind us running down. Bits of cars. A man on the ground says the back straight is awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. And I think there's going to be some thrills and spills down there, especially with the new DRS signs. Um, the pit lane's been widened, which means uh, the pit lane uh, speed will be increased to 80 kilometres an hour from 60. So there won't be such a penalty for changing tyres, it will be a quicker pit stop and pit lane in entry and exit, which mean which should open up more more chances for race strategy on tyres. And and given the fact that all drivers have a free choice of tyres on the starting grid this season, they don't have to go. The top ten don't have to go with the tyres they qualified in fastest in Q2 on anymore. It, it, it opens up all sorts of possibilities. And the, the three compounds are interesting that they've brought. They've brought the, the softest compound. Uh, the the C5 compound, but then there's a gap in the two compounds uh, between the medium and the harder, the C2 and the and the C3. So uh, it's quite a stretch in tyres, and and I think Pirelli is still trying to work out what's best with these new tyres. It's interesting we talk about tyres, well, isn't it, Danny? Thing. Because you know very often we we sit we see the new designs of the great new motors and stuff, but experts are going to always talk about the rubber, aren't they? 
yeah, the tyres and, and the aerodynamics and everything is so different this year on the cars. And we were expecting Mercedes have been struggling, obviously, in the first two races, which have been dominated by Ferrari and Red Bull. It's only Red Bull's retirement in the first race in Bahrain, yeah. the two, the dual retirement that got Hamilton onto the podium, Lewis Hamilton onto the podium. Um, and George Russell's been talking this morning, I was watching the press conferences about they're, they're very much the third place team and they're trying to fight off other teams in the midfield uh, for that third place at the moment. That's where Mercedes are. They have brought a new wing up. I've seen over my shoulder here. Yeah, they've just got the a red car, flag as well because you, you haven't got a, you haven't got eyes in the back of your head, but I can see. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, they have brought a new rear wing to, but it's sort of incremental changes. There is a cost cap on. They can't just throw money at problems this season, right. uh, the teams, because there is a cost cap. They can't just bolt a new bit on every week, make a new bit, that they have to justify the cost of it. So it's going to be a few races, I think, before Mercedes sort out their problems okay. with their aerodynamics and their new car. But when they do, I think they'll be competitive. In the meantime, will the other teams improve, though? Because these cars are all new. That Everyone's going to be improving as the season goes on. But back to this track, it's going to be interesting, I think, because it's going to get faster and faster and faster as the weekend goes on. It's been completely resurfaced. They took advantage of the sort of two years without a race to resurface the track. It really holds its head up with the other famous tracks, yeah? Yeah, so it'll it'll take a bit of rubbering in. You know, it'd be very green to start off with, but they've got a lot of support races. It will rubber in and it will get faster and stickier as the weekend goes on. Although I've also been told there could be some weather around on race day on Sunday. So if it gets wet, then we have different problems again. It's going to be fascinating. And, uh, you know, Ferrari have been really the, the team challenging Red Bull so far. And leading the championship, of course, is Charles Leclerc uh, after, uh, you know, one win in um, in Bahrain and, and second place last time out in in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah. And he's been talking about the new track and the new layout. And he doesn't necessarily think it's going to favour the Ferrari. Much, much quicker. Um, I think the old one will have suited us better. Uh, but it's the way it is now and we'll try to, to maximise everything this weekend as, as, as always. I mean, we've seen in the past two races uh, this uh, strategy with the DRS and I'm pretty sure that we'll see it uh, even more here because it's, uh, uh, yeah, basically all the straights have a, have a DRS zone. So uh, overtaking will be a thing the, uh, and, and clever racing can make a big difference here. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've just seen that that was a red flag, the steward running down the track. There was a bit of someone's bodywork line on the start finish straight. So, they, but they've restarted again now. Just looking over my shoulder, it is Verstappen one twenty point nine oh nine at the moment, which is comfortably inside the old lap record, which was one twenty four by yeah. set by Michael Schumacher in two thousand three. So, uh, yes, the track is four or five seconds quicker. It's a bit of carbon, to be, Danny. At least, <clears throat> yeah. So, a uh, bit of yeah, a bit of carbon off someone's car. Uh, but uh, Verstappen in the Red Bull quickest at the moment um some other couple of other bits of news before i finish Haas better not have a crash with mick schumacher like they did in practice in Jeddah because um they haven't got many spare parts according to their team principal gunter steiner they haven't been able to bring many spare parts they haven't got a spare chassis having uh, wrecked one in uh, saudi arabia um and they've, they're going to have the spare chassis ready for the next race at imola um so uh if they have another Big be off in in practice or qualifying, they ain't going to be able to start the race. And um, anyway, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to the whole weekend of sport. It's going to be fantastic. Football, golf, and F1. 
And when the race starts on Sunday, would you believe it be 1,121 days since we last had F1 racing in Melbourne? And uh, it's a sellout. The Australians are loving it. I know Dave there is loving it and loving having the cars back. I think it's going to be a great race. It's going to be the fastest Australian Grand Prix we've ever seen. Yeah. I think there's going to be some overtaking and some thrills and spills. Yeah, well, he's just told him he's got he's got about half a dozen people standing around his iPad at the Aussie Grand Prix listening to you right now. So good <laughs> on you, boys. Really appreciate Hello, your input and the bits of info and all sorts of stuff. Because you can't beat being on the ground, can you, Danny? As, no. as you oh. and I know when we've when we've done live sport what live sports events before. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we would be live at the sevens normally, as I say, in a normal, normal, normal year. It's and it, what a glorious weather it would be again be perfect, for the sevens if we had been. But uh, let's hope we can get that on in November. But I love Melbourne; it's a great city. I love going down there for the tennis. I'd love to go down for the Formula One one year um, when this nonsense travel restrictions end. Maybe I can get back there. Maybe next January for the Aussie Open. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Join Danny Hicks next week at the same time. And big up your Dave H and your mates for the on-the-spot commentary and info and all the rest. You guys have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) 